שלום לכולם, שוב אנחנו הולכים לקרוא ביחד מספר הזוהר. Hello everyone, again we will be reading the book of Zohar together, let's raise a common prayer, and before we will start reading, let's uh, watch a clip of Rob Lightman. All of our progress together, together means that uh, that it's unity, unification, it's all the same um, because it all has to do with the Creator. And the closer we get to it, the, this is what it means that we're rising by the um, steps of the ladder. And the distance between us, between all of us, the, the smaller it gets, the closer we get. This is called our ascent. And in regards to the mutual responsibility and uh, bestowal to each other, to the Creator, and we don't have anything else to ask for except this. To be together, corresponding to the Creator, and in the reading of the Zohar, this is what we should think about. This is the only thing the Zohar speaks about, how these parts of the ego in each one, how they work, how everything opens up, and how all of these parts, how they overcome and, and ask for unification. We are reading Zohar for all, first part, item, item 203, the second commandment. And thus, one should evoke the fear on the other side of harsh judgment. For when one sees that he is under harsh judgment, he should evoke the fear and the fear his master and fear his master properly. Um, so we're reading item 198. The second commandment is a commandment to which the commandment of fear clings and which it never leaves. It is love, that one should love one's master with whole love. And what is whole love? It is great love, as it is written, walk before me and be whole. Whole means whole with love. When it is said, a God said, let there be light, it is whole love, which is called great love. And here it is a commandment for one to love one's master properly. This is so because there is conditional, conditioned love, which comes because of the good that the Creator has given to him, by which his soul clings to him, with heart and soul. And although he is completely adhered to the Creator, it is still considered incomplete love, as it is written, Noah walked with God. This means that Noah needed support 
to assist him because he was supported by all the good that the Creator had bestowed upon him. Abraham, however, did not need support, as it is written, Walk before me and be whole. Walk before me means without support, but before me. Even though you do not know if I will come after you to support you, this is whole love, great love, where although I am not giving you anything, your love will still be whole to adhere to me with all your heart and soul. 199. Rabbi Elazar said, My father, I heard the meaning of complete love. He replied, My son, tell Rabbi Pinhas, for he is at the same degree. Rabbi Elazar said, Great love is whole love for it is whole on both sides. And were it not complete on both sides, it would not be whole as it should be. Commentary. He told him to interpret the great love before Rabbi Pinhas, because he already obtained the measure of great love as it should be and he will thoroughly understand what he would say. Whole love is whole on both sides, whether in judgment or in mercy. And even if he takes your soul, your love in the Creator is in complete wholeness. And when he gives you all the bounty in the world, Item 200. The love for the Creator is interpreted on both sides. There is one who loves Him because He has wealth, long life, sons around Him, rule over His enemies, His ways are firm, and thus He loves Him. And if it were to the contrary, and the Creator would reverse the fortune upon him with harsh judgment, he would hate him and not love him at all. For this reason, this love is not love that has a foundation. For because the root of his love is based on something, if that something is revoked, the love will be revoked. 201. Item 201. Complete love is love on both sides, whether in judgment or in mercy, in successful ways. He will love the Creator even if He takes His soul away from Him. This love is complete 
for it is on both sides, in mercy and in judgment. When it became concealed, the harsh judgment came out, and the two sides, mercy and judgment, were included together, becoming whole. This is proper love. For the light that was created in the six days of creation, in the verse, let there be light, was concealed again, as it is written in the Zohar. Let there be light for this world, and let there be light for the next world. The light from this world was concealed and appears only for the righteous in the next world. Why was it concealed? It is because with the concealing of the light, harsh judgment came out in this world by which the two sides, judgment and mercy, were integrated, becoming whole. This gave room for the inclusion of the two ends as one. This is so because now it became possible to disclose the wholeness of his love even while he takes one soul away from him. Thus room was given to complement the love in a way that it had not been hidden and the harsh judgment had not been revealed. This great love would have been devoid of the righteous and it never would have been possible for it to become disclosed. Let's renew our intention and watch another clip. We must only think about the intention, even if he doesn't understand what's written in the book. Only to think about intention, that's the main thing. As I'm sitting right now with the book, how do I imagine myself, the, the connection, unity between us, because it already happened, because I already reformed, I already um, received the reforming light returning us to the source. And we're sitting now, and the question is, how can we imagine to ourselves that we are really, actually are coming to unity, and the light comes? I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's some kind of force that connects us. And at that time, what, what am I feeling? How, how do I perceive this situation? What does it mean that everyone is unifying all bodies, all the, the meat of everyone is becomes in one? The desire in each one. Everyone has with what they were born. What are we actually unifying with in what thoughts, desires, actions? This is experience in the work in the situation that I 
already went through. What am I connecting on specifically? What is our common kli that we're building? And when, uh, as we're building it right now, as it's built, in it, we discover our our common our common um, property that's called uh, the Creator, and so that we want to bestow to each other all together, um, or that uh, that we're already there in that state that we want to bestow to the Creator. Who? Who is this Creator? Who is this third body? What is that? I'm thinking about this. I'm trying, attempting to open this up, to connect to this. And this is how little by little we progress. And I have something to work with during the reading. Continue to read the first part of the Zohar, the second introduction to the book of Zohar, second commandment, item 202. Rabbi Shimon took him and kissed him. Rabbi Pinhas came and kissed him and blessed him and said, it must be that the Creator has sent me here. This is the fine light that I was told was integrated in my house and which afterwards will illuminate the entire world. Rabbi Elazar replied, certainly this fear must not be forgotten in all the commandments much less in the commandment of love. Fear should be attached to it. And how is it attached? Love is good on one side. When he gives him wealth and bounty, long life, sons and nourishment, and then fear should be evoked to fear lest he will cause the sin and his fortune would turn on him. It is written about that happy is he who is always fearful, for fear is included in love. Item and thus one should evoke the fear on the other side of harsh judgment, for when one sees that he is under harsh judgment, he should evoke the fear and fear his master properly and not harden his heart. It is written about that. He who hardens his heart will fall into calamity, meaning that he will fall to the other side, which is called evil. It follows that fear clings to both sides, the side of good and love, and the side of harsh judgment, and she is included in them. If fear is included in the sight of goodness and love. It is complete love as it should be. Since fear is a commandment, 
that contains all the commandments in the Torah as it is the gate of the faith in the Creator. And according to the awakening of one's fear, the faith in the Creator's guidance is in Him. Hence, the fear must not be forgotten in each and every commandment. It is especially so with the commandment of love, meaning that fear must be evoked along with it, since the fear is actually united in the commandment of love. For this reason, one must evoke the fear on both sides of the love, on love during mercy and success of one's ways, and on love during the harsh judgment. This is why he says that fear must adhere to love. And how does it adhere to it? He indicates so we will not err in his words regarding what he said, that complete love is when one takes one's soul during the harsh judgment. And let us think that the meaning is that we should not be afraid of the harsh judgment whatsoever, but only cling to his love with devotion and without any fear. This is why he explains that the fear must adhere to love. And how does it adhere to it? Should fear also be evoked at that time as one evokes the complete love? Here he repeats the two sides of the love, whether in judgment or in mercy, and the success of his ways. He says that one must evoke the fear on both sides of love, that during the mercy and success of one's ways, fear of the Creator should be evoked, lest the sin will cause his love of the Creator to chill. By that, he includes fear in love. Also, on the other side of the love, during the harsh judgment, he should evoke fear of the Creator and not harden his heart or stay, stray his mind from the judgment. By that, he includes the fear in love as well. If he does so, he is always in complete love, as it should be. In regard to the integration of fear in love on the side of mercy, he brings the verse, Happy is he who is always fearful. He explains the word always to mean that even when the Creator treats him favorably, he should fear him lest he will cause the sin. 
And about the integration of the love on the side of judgment, he brings the verse, he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. It means that one should not harden one's heart at a time of judgment for any reason in the world, for then he will fall into the Sitra Akhra, who is called evil. Rather, at that time one must evoke the fear even more, to fear him and to include the fear in his complete love of that time, although both the first fear and the second fear are not for his own benefit, but only for fear that he will decline in bringing contentment to his Maker. Thus, the first two commandments have been clarified. The first commandment, fear, is the whole of Torah and commandments. It is Bereshit, and it is explained in the first verse, in the beginning. Bereshit, God created the heaven and the earth. In other words, fear is the Rashit, first, and the heaven and the earth, which are Zon, and their branches, Biyah, came out of it. The second verse means its punishment, four deaths, Tohu, strangulation, Bohu, stoning, darkness, burning, and spirit, killing. The second commandment is love. It is explained in the verse, and God said, let there be light. There are two sides to it. The first side lives happily with wealth, long lives, children, and nourishment. The second side is with all your soul and with all your might. When he takes your soul and your possessions, the love will be as complete as when he gives you wealth and long life. To reveal his love, the light of the act of creation was concealed. And when it was concealed, the harsh judgment came out. Also, the love should be mingled with fear on both sides. On the first side, one should fear that he will not cause the sin and his love will be diminished. On the second side, one should fear the concealing, which is the judgment to which the Creator sentences him, as it is according to the literal meaning in the words of the Zohar. Let's watch another clip. Why, specifically in this language, we get more impression, um, I feel more... Um, it doesn't even matter. It's not relevant. We can only just be confused of what we imagine that something is closer to us or not. Or the donkeys or the people or some uh, some trees or, or something else. You don't understand. 
that's all the same. There's only one opportunity to get closer to this. It's how much we unite amongst ourselves. And corresponding to our unity to that extent that we are above our own ego, in this we give opportunity to these, for these forms to be revealed exactly what we don't know. It's written that the opposite world we will see. Uh, so what you think is spirituality, and you realize that it's completely opposite of what you imagine. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Tomorrow we will also continue together the Book of Zohar.